0: Hey, what's going on black people? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's the com. I'm going to talk about car notes and why car notes might be for suckers. I'm not saying you're a sucker if you got gotten a car note. I'm just saying that maybe we should reconsider the suckerology of losing all of our money when we get into these car notes and these big car leases and these big Cadillacs we try to buy and everything else. So I'm going to break that down for you on the and Financial channel. So buckle up your seatbelt, get comfortable, hit the thumbs up button. We're going to get started in one second right now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is Uh I was asked the other day about car notes, and uh, somebody asked me, they said, you know, uh, they said, I got a car note, and uh, my car payment was about $400 a month, a little bit more than $400 a month. What if uh, I had, instead of gotten that car and spent so much money on that car? He, he, you know, the guy said, I spent so much on this car that I couldn't afford to save, couldn't afford to do anything else what would have happened to my money if instead of getting that car, I had started investing instead? And so I did some quick math for him and I broke it down. And And I'm not trying to sit here and, uh, and dog the guy. I'll make him feel bad. But I said, actually, uh, if you put your money into an S&P 500 index fund, that means if you set it and forget it, that means you, you never took a finance class. You never took time to learn anything about money. You just put your money in an S&P 500 fund and just let it grow. Um, after about 10 years, you'd have probably had somewhere around $70,000 in the bank. He's like, whoa, $70,000. Are you serious? He said, I can't even get $1,500 together for an emergency. I said, yeah, you'd have had about $70,000. And, uh, he said, as I said, but, but after about 20 years, you'd have had, uh, I think somewhere around, uh, about a quarter million dollars or so. He said, what? Are you serious? I said, yeah, yeah, about 20 years, about a quarter million, give or take a few thousand. You know, the, the math is not precise. And um, he said, that's that's insane. He said, I can't imagine myself having a quarter million dollars. I said, yeah, quarter million dollars, liquid cash. And I said, oh, well, after about 30 years, you'd have about six hundred fifty thousand dollars. And that's just off your card note. That's just that's I mean, that's just the card note. That's not um, if you would really tried to invest at a, in a in an aggressive way. Uh, that's not if you'd say put the amount of money that you might have spent in rent into your investments. that that's not uh, and that remember, that's not assuming that you that's assuming you never learned anything about money. That's assuming you never learned anything about financial literacy. That's assuming you never took a finance class, you never took a class on how to start a business. you never uh, you know took the time to figure out how to make a side hustle income. This is if you are a working Joe with a regular job who can afford a $400 a month car note. Now, you saw this week that Tamika Mallory, who's affiliated with Black Lives Matter, National Organization of Women, and, you know, the activism, you know, where we, I guess somehow <laughs> decide we want to celebrate dead black people and make money from that. I have no idea what's going on with that. But she was selling Cadillacs. So let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you the truth. I love, I, actually, I I'm maybe I'm a stereotypical Negro, but a nice Cadillac, ain't nothing wrong with a nice Cadillac. I like a nice Cadillac. I've looked at them. I said, man, Alicia, we might want to look into getting us a Cadillac because Cadillacs, they, those are beautiful cars. But but let me just tell you something real quick. There is never going to be a day in this life or any other where you will see me go put my money down on the Cadillac before I put my money down on my future. I'm going to invest in me before I invest in you. I'm going to invest in my black excellence Before I start making a down payment on white supremacy. Don't get me wrong now. Don't get me wrong. You know, a lot of us, give me a yes or no. In fact, give me a yes or no in the chat. If you have ever, you know, gotten a nice car, wanted a nice car, got a little car note that you could barely afford, maybe pushed your your budget a little bit because you really felt good getting in that car. Hey, come on, let's do a confessional. Seriously, let's do a quick black wealth confessional. How many of you, because seriously, we, we ain't here to, I'm not talking to perfect people today. I'm not here to talk to nobody who ain't never made a mistake. If you've never made a mistake, then you should probably just keep on being perfect. I'm talking to the imperfect people who have made mistakes that are damn near embarrassing. Give me a yes or no if you ever stretched yourself on a car note, spent money in areas you shouldn't have spent it, did some things where you look back and say, my God, I was so stupid. And, and you're mad at yourself sometimes because you realize how much you wasted. Let's, let's confess on that, right? Now, some at least at says no. Well, at least this might not be the place for you. But then again, maybe maybe it is. Maybe I'm the guy who can tell you to keep doing what you're doing. But I'm gonna tell you, most people I know have done that. Most people I know have gone to the car lot, seen a nice, beautiful car, gotten that car with the new car smell, fell in love with the car. And then they see you sitting in the office where they're playing games. You know they, you know how they play games with you when you buy a car. They they pretend like the manager won't allow him to give you the price that you really want. And they have you sitting there for 30 minutes, and then they go in the back office and pretend to, to be begging the manager to give you the lower price. And then they come out and say, good news, good news. We were able to get your payment down below $500, below and you And you're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm so happy now. Right. You know, we all we've all fallen for that. Right. Especially when you're young, when you're young, you just don't know. And a lot of us get trapped in these situations. We will go and we because we maybe grew up in in not knowing anything about finance and financing and things like that. We will think that that the guy's doing us a favor when he breaks our card note and gets it down below four hundred dollars. Because that'll fit into our budget when really he's probably manipulating some other part of the equation. So what they'll do is they'll say, oh, well, we got your payment below $400, but it's going to be a six year loan instead of a five year loan. You see, that's, that's how, that's how it works. Remember, you're talking to a mathematician here who taught finance for 27 years So, I at the college level. So I understand how these formulas work. And basically, when people move one variable, they will move another variable. It's like they're putting money in your pocket with the left hand and taking money out of your pocket with the right hand. So you think, thank you for giving me money because you're only looking at the left side. You're not looking at the right. That's financial sleight of hand. Uh, That is like a seesaw. One side goes up, another side goes down. They've been playing their game with you for for a million years. They're going to keep doing it if you keep being a sucker. So let's dig. Let's talk about this for a minute. You know, look, here's the deal with Cardinals. I'm going to tell you the truth. I am not an extremist. I'm only an extremist when it comes to a few basic ideas. I'm an extremist when it comes to um, being black. Like I am probably a black identity extremist because I'm black every single day of the week and twice on Sundays. I love being black. I brag about being black. I like being around black people. I don't like working around and being around other people. Doesn't mean I hate them. Just means I love my own. That's who I am. I'm also extreme about being intelligent. I believe that black people should aim to be smarter. I believe that we should want to be better people. I believe that we should work harder and do all these other good things. I'm also an extremist about black love and black family. I love my beautiful black woman. I love those black babies. I love Helping and supporting the black family in every way that I can. Those are the areas where I'm extreme The areas where I'm not extreme are um, When it comes to losing weight I ran a marathon. I did not run fast I literally ran so slow that the little truck that says we're going to take you out of the race because you're too slow That little truck drove past me and the only reason they didn't take me off of the track was because I was um, I refused to leave. I said I'd started this damn thing. I didn't did 23 miles I'm going to finish. I don't care what y'all say. So I'm not an extremist when it comes to fitness. I'm also not an extremist when it comes to money management. I'm just not. I'm not the guy that says, look, if you had gotten if you had not gotten extra cheese on your cheeseburger, you could have put that money into your portfolio and made an extra eight hundred dollars a year. I'm not I'm not that guy. I'm just not. I'm not the guy who's going to tell you to pinch your pennies and watch your budget and that if you spend a nickel, you need to feel guilty and slap yourself because you, you're so dumb. Why would you get that Xbox or why would you get that new pair of shoes or well, who the hell wants a coach bag or a Gucci bag? I'm not that guy because I believe that as human beings, we have the right to want what we want. Right. It's OK to want what you want. Right. Can Do you understand what I'm saying? Give me a yes confirmation so you understand I'm not an extremist when it comes to how you manage your money. I'm not here to tell you to do that. But what I want you to understand is a basic idea. This is the basic idea. This is Uncle Boyce, Dr. Boyce's basic idea for the day. When it comes to being healthy financially, just like with food, you got to eat your vegetables before you eat dessert. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with dessert. Ain't nothing wrong with chocolate cake. I love key lime pie, actually, and strawberry ice cream. When every time we go, me and Alicia are visiting Atlanta this week to look at some property. I said, when you go to the store, make sure you get my key lime pie and my strawberry ice cream. But here's the here's the deal. You will never see me eating key lime pie and strawberry ice cream before I've had my vegetables. You'll never see me eating more strawberry ice cream than you see me eating salad or whatever healthy food Alicia cooks for me that day. Do you understand? I eat my healthy food before I go for the junk food. So the same thing is true when you talk about spending $400 on that damn Cadillac payment. Ain't nothing wrong with getting your Cadillac. And, 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 you know, Tamika Mallory selling Cadillacs now. I don't know if she's a car salesman or an activist. I have no idea. But but either way, ain't nothing wrong with getting that Cadillac, getting that Bentley or Benz, whatever, whatever you can afford. Bentley, well, that's kind of expensive. But you get the point. Nothing wrong with getting whatever you want to get. Just make sure you eat your vegetables before you eat dessert. Where a lot of folks get in trouble is they will have a whole meal of chocolate ice cream. They will eat all the dessert and eat no vegetables. Like, forget eating the vegetables after. When you are full of junk food, you don't even want the healthy food, right? That's going to give you diabetes. It's going to make you obese. It's probably going to kill you. So a lot of people die a slow, painful financial death because their whole life they have been taught to eat the junk food before they go after the health food. So how can somebody in a practical way implement what I just shared with you, what I just broke down to you with the card note? Remember, when we first started, I explained to you. Guy asked me, he said, I spent four hundred dollars a month on a car note. What would that have been if I had put that money in the stock market? I said after about ten years, it would have been about seventy thousand. After twenty years, it would have been about somewhere around a quarter million a little bit more than a quarter million. After thirty years, it would have been about six hundred and fifty thousand. And after, if you go out 40 years, you're, really, you're talking about a big number. I think you're talking about maybe about 1.5 million, something like that, right? So in a generation, your family would become millionaires. You would leave over a million dollars to your children, and uh, your legacy will go on. You can't take money with you when you go to the grave, but, but your family members can now use that money. Money, building wealth is like building a house. If I build a big, beautiful house, I can only live in it for so long. But if the house is built, the house is built. So somebody can live in that house after I'm gone. Three, four, five, six, eight generations can live in the same house if you take care of the house, if you preserve the house. Right. So if you build that wealth, you build that economic house, then six, seven generations of your family can live in that house. You can't take it with you. No, you can't. But six, seven generations of the people you love, people you care about can live in that house. So why wouldn't you want to build a nice house? Right. Why would you want to just leave your children a little tent? Little shack, <laughs> you know, and tell them, but well, be homeless like me. I want you living on the street like I did, so that so that so we can continue the family tradition of being broke, right? That that's not a good thing to do, right? That's not love. That's not economic love. So and so, with that said, um, some practical ways to implement some of what I'm saying might be very basic. It might be something where you do what I call a matching program. A matching program is where you say, whatever I do. Whatever calories I take in with junk food, I'm going to match those calories with health food. Meaning like, so for example, if I go spend $400 a month on my Cadillac payment, I must put $400 in my uh, 401k every month as a matching program to make sure that the amount of money that I'm wasting is matched or exceeded by the amount of money I'm investing. Somebody who does something as basic as that will be a millionaire before they die. This this assumes you don't learn anything about making money. This assumes you never take a finance class. This assumes that you never get a side hustle. This assumes that you never start a business. This assumes that you never even buy real estate. You can do this without knowing anything. Why can I say this? Well, Because I have a PhD in finance, which I have to remind people of just so they know I'm not some Negro running his mouth on the Internet. The theory says that if a person simply invests in an S&P 500 portfolio in a passive manner without any interference whatsoever, that person can reach close to millionaire status or beyond by simply being consistent with their investments. There is financial theory that says this It's called the efficient markets hypothesis. That's what it says. That's what it does. That's what's beautiful about it. And that's the good news I'm trying to share with you today. And I hope that that benefits you. Now, do me a favor. If you could, if you could, please take one second, everybody, and please hit the thumbs up button wherever you are. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. uh, Hit hit that right now. Subscribe to the channel. We need you to subscribe because we want the channel to grow. Number two, the Black Stock Market Program. That's the program I teach. The first month is free. We meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern for class. So, if you'd like to join, the URL is right there on the screen the black stock market program.com. And also, that's where we have all kinds of stuff in there. I have literally probably dozens of hours of amazing curricula in there, as well as uh, every QA I've ever done, uh, what Dr. Boyce is buying, where you can see the stocks that I'm buying. I also, ask Dr. Boyce where so you can submit questions to me. I'll answer the questions every Tuesday. So, feel free to go take a look at the program. So last quick point on this that I'll throw in there is to say this, um, you know, when when you're talking about, you know, building and and, and creating new financial habits, a lot of times people are too hard on themselves. You know, a lot of times uh, we can allow the guilt or the embarrassment of bad choices to keep us from ever trying to make good choices. And I'm just going to tell you, you know, it it really reminds me a lot of my struggle with, with my weight. I don't know if anybody else goes through this, but when I hit about 35 years old, that was when my legs started hurting to the point where I couldn't play basketball anymore. So I stopped exercising and the weight just piled on every year. I would gain about 10 pounds. And I said, I can't keep going in this direction. This is going to kill me. But I didn't want to let go of the fact that I do sometimes like to enjoy good food or whatever. So I never wanted to be a fitness nut. I never wanted to be a guy who always ate vegan and healthy all the time. I'm just not that guy. That's just not me. You know, so what I learned was just this basic idea called moderation. It's a basic idea that says, look, you ain't got to be perfect. Just try to be a little bit better than what you were before. So every two days, in order for me to keep the weight off, Alicia and I will go running. We run three miles, no more than three. Sometimes she wants to do four or five or six. She's a real runner. I'm not. I said, no, babe, I'm doing three, three miles. And I'm only going to run about half of that time. But, you know, just doing that three miles of halfway run walking, just moving, Three miles every two days has allowed me to keep the weight off and to get in much, much better shape. So, at the end of the day, what I'm saying to you is just pick something that's different from what you've done before. You know, just take yourself slightly to that next level. Do something different from what your parents did before you got here. Just do something that's going to help break a cycle and do a little bit better and then make steady progress and be consistent. If you do that, then everything's going to be okay. Okay, got it. Makes sense. All right. So uh, the last uh, the last thing I want to mention to you guys is uh, in the Black Business School, we're doing a special event this week. We partner with attorney Tanya Nebo. A lot of you uh, know about this, but uh, you may may or may not know, but you should know uh, one of the good ways to build wealth, actually, and to make extra money is through franchising, franchise, buying a franchise is a great way to um, to start a family business without actually having to come up with a business model or come up with a business idea and all that stuff. Because a lot of people don't know what business idea they want to pursue. They kind of know what industry they want to go in, but they don't really know... You know, sort of how they want to pursue it. So we, what we did is we partnered with Tanya, who is uh, one of the best black female attorneys on the planet, and she also happens to be an expert on franchises. She has worked with dozens, if not hundreds, over a hundred different families on buying family businesses and family franchises and all that stuff. And she's seen people get off the corporate plantation and build family wealth by simply buying into a franchise rather than coming up with a whole new brand that takes years to build or a whole new you know business model you can buy a franchise where they give you the business model they allow you to use their brand and you just give them a cut and next thing you know you're able to make money from something that's already established. So, if you're interested in franchising and want to learn more how it works and all that good stuff, she's doing a special lecture on the first of April. Uh, it's a one time event and uh, actually you can get 48% off if you go to the blackbusinessseries.com. We have the Black Business Series, which is basically monthly master lectures we have from leading attorneys. Uh, multi-millionaires, uh, people that own hotels and real estate, and and do all kinds of amazing things. Estate planning. Kimberly Sherman, and a noted estate planning attorney, is going to partner with us. And uh, and so we have all these different people that we bring through the Black Business School, which is your university, is your institution, is built for your community to solve the Black wealth problem. We're not big on. We don't care about what the celebrities are doing. We care about what Black people are doing. We don't care about what white folks are doing. We care about what Black people are doing we don't care about about fitting you into corporate america in other communities we're here to build corporate america in the black community so that we can have our own infrastructure that is our obsession that is what we do that is what we represent so if you're interested and you'd like to come to the event you can go to the blackbusinessseries.com Feel free to just take a look and uh, you can get in. actually the the there's the one time fee to join the one day master class, I think of ninety nine dollars. But today you can actually get forty eight percent off. So feel free to go. I think it's about fifty one bucks. And if you don't want to pay that, then actually you can get them for free. If you do a trial in the black business uh, series where you actually get access to all of the master lectures past, present, and future uh, by joining a monthly membership. So it's totally up to you to decide how you want to pursue it. But I encourage you as a family to join, to go to that event, because Tanya knows everything about how to find find a franchise, um, how to get them to lower the price, how to make the initial investment, what it's like owning a franchise, what you should look for, what you should avoid it's really, really good. It, it can change your whole life. So feel free to go take a look. Um, I worked with Tanya for many years. I love her. She served as my personal attorney in, in various matters. And I have a lot of respect for her. She's right out of Atlanta because you know how we do it. We do it black. So she's, um, you got a lot of brilliant black people in your community. You don't need these big, expensive universities. The black business school is here for you. So feel free to go take a look. The URL is right there on the screen. All right, I'm out of here, guys. Have a good day. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button, and I am out of here. I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace.